The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Saturday, July 8th edition. Seven game early, eight game late slate. Hope everybody enjoyed home run derby last night. My goodness, Coors went off, which if you're a fake Coors guy, you're usually in trouble, but there was just offense everywhere. There still was some good pitching, um, but I'm telling you, like in the $4, 170 points, didn't cash what he usually cashes. It was, uh, I think the winner in that one had almost like 240 or higher. It was just crazy last night. Um, so, yeah, insanity lurked all over the place. It just proves my point. The way this year has been going on these crazy, most nights, it seems three or four times a week, stacking's, you know, stacking could have worked in some games, but you need the home runs, and not everybody in your stack's hitting home runs. And that's why I say one, two-man stacks, target home runs, you got to have them. Like, if you could have had Springer's two homers with uh, with uh, Machado's two homers, and you throw in, like, a Judge or a Freeman, like, you just name it, and then you're, you're going to need, like, eight or nine homers last night to compete. So, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, we have another set of games today. I like the slate sizes, seven and eight games. gives you not too much to have to target, but makes it difficult because the pitching's not great. The early slate, you got a couple guys in the five-digit range, but in the late slate, you don't, and you're going to have to take gambles tonight and just cross your fingers. That's all you can do. I'm going to set you up with where you need to target, but even some of these targets are extremely risky, have their downsides, but at least have some definite upsides as we'll get into them. But before we start, let's take a look like we usually do at the weather in the Bronx, Brewers Yankees, it's going to be a warm one, um, and it's blown, the wind's blowing out hard to center. You got Severino versus the, versus the left-handed youngster suitor for the Brewers. Wind blowing out the center in that one. Take a look on the Houston-Toronto game. If the roof is open, which they like to do on day games, but we'll find out. Uh, it's not going to be too warm, and the wind is blowing in hard from center. So check out the weather, I mean, if the roof is open in that one. Um as you go on some more Braves Nationals, it's going to be warm, hot, humid. The humidity and everything, it's going to feel like it's in the low 90s, the high 80s. Uh, wind blowing across the field. Uh, Padres Phillies, this is one I'm looking forward to because there's pitchers I like, but it's going to be uh, wind blowing out hard to right field in a small hitter's ballpark. As we head to your evening slate, um, good weather for pitching in Chicago between the Pirates and the Cubs. Um other than that, you know, it's going to be warm in L.A. It's a heat wave on the West Coast. Royals, Dodgers, and I'm talking like high 80s, low 90s in L.A. is pretty warm these days. So, you got that going. Where I'm at, it was 112 yesterday. It's just it's crazy. Um, Rangers, Texas, warm, hot, humid. It's going to be in the, it's kicking off in the low 90s. It's going to feel like it's in the high 90s. So, as always, hitters paradise in Texas. Uh, and Cole Hamels, anybody see that one last night? Yeah, he's figuring it out. Like I told you. Uh, Marlins at Giants. Wind blowing out to left center in that one. Pretty hard. Uh, so, but like I gotta tell you, don't worry too much about the weather in that one. The wind-wise. And then hopefully they close the roof in Arizona because it's 106 degrees at first pitch. 
But really, not a lot of rain to worry about, but we thought that with the Yankees game last night, so make sure you keep double-checking everything. But more importantly, there's some wind, some warmth, but not too much to be too worried about on the slate. Let's get into your totals on the day. Um, Brewers, Yankees, 9.5. Astros, Blue Jays, 9.5. Orioles, Twins, we are waiting on that one because they made a little pitching change. Braves, Nationals, 8.5. Padres, Phillies, 8. Mets, Cardinals, 9.5. Red Sox, Rays, 9. We head to the evening slate. Pirates, Cubs, always waiting on the wind in the morning. Tigers, Indians, 9.5. Royals, Dodgers, 9. Marlins, Giants, is still waiting on that because the Marlins are throwing Chris O'Grady. Yeah. No, I don't even know who he is. DraftKings doesn't have him. Nothing. Um... Anaheim against Texas, 11. White Sox, Rockies, and Coors, 11. A's, Mariners, 9.5. Reds, D-backs, 9.5. So, um, lots of totals, lots of high totals, as usual, with your DFS needs these days. Um, I'm looking up your Crystal Grady for you as we speak. Uh, But let's get into... The early slate, we'll worry about him on the evening slate. You're kicked off with your high price starter, Steven Strasburg, $12,500 at home against the Atlanta Braves. Strasburg, um, guy's been outstanding, averaging 23 points a game. Uh, his last start out, seven innings, two hits, snow earned, six Ks versus the Mets. The Ks have been weird, though. Six, 13, five, and five his last four. But uh, as a whole, he's pretty damn good. Against the Braves this year, he has double-digit Ks in all three starts. 14.5, 35.7, and he had another great start against him earlier this year. He's been outstanding as a whole. Um, some of the Braves do have some decent pass history, I remember, against him. Let me bring that up for you real quick. Um, yeah, Freddie Freeman, 14 for 38 lifetime with three doubles and four home runs. I remember that one very clearly. You know, smaller sample, Kemp 7 for 22, which is a 318 clip. Matt Adams 6 for 17 with two homers for 353. Marquecas 8 for 26, 308 with a homer. Uh, Brandon Phillips hitting 304 and 23 at bats. So the sample sizes aren't huge, but the Freddie Freeman one always stood out to me. He definitely enjoys himself from Strasburg. But, um, and you're facing Atlanta strikes out a little less than 20% of the time. Last 30 days, Strasburg has the best. Um, K rate in all of baseball uh, on uh, barrel fit 3.36% striking out almost 32% of the batters he faces that's not the best K rate it was a K rate versus right handed pitching I believe is what I was reading earlier to, uh, last night but uh, striking almost 32% of the batters he faces which is outstanding you're facing a Braves team that is dreadful in um, WOBA ISO and WRC plus in all of baseball it's a great matchup. People say he can't pitch in the heat. It's going to be hot in Washington, so I guess beware of that if you believe in that narrative. It's very possible, but on a small slate, he's a great shot. Braves' lowest team total at 362. Lefties hit 269. Righties 285 off of Strasburg. Next up, you have Luis Severino against the Milwaukee Brewers in the Bronx. Severino, this young kid, has figured it out. Was really roughed up his last time, but that was against Houston. Prior to that, at the White Sox, 17, 6 hits, 112 Ks. Struggled in Anaheim, against Anaheim, which is interesting. But then at Oakland, he was okay. Filthy versus Baltimore, Toronto, list goes on and on. Going up against the Milwaukee team, it's feast or famine, like we say. Montgomery is pitching well, then a rain delay happened, and the bullpen came in. The bullpen just got beat to crap. But Severino, facing Milwaukee, strikes at almost 25% of the time. Severino brings his... 12.1% swinging strike rate and an outstanding 56% ground ball rate in the action. Ninth best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, getting barreled 2.3% of the time. Striking out 29% of the batters he's facing. Severino, it's risk-reward with Milwaukee and their power, but it's a very, very intriguing option. Milwaukee's team totals 4.12, third lowest on the day slate. Lefties 305, righties 303 versus Milwaukee, and we know they can crush the baseball against righties and lefties. So Severino's got that K upside uh, up top. I'd probably go Severino over Strasburg just because I feel like the Ks are a lot more to be there for Severino. But Strasburg, outside of the past history of some of those Braves bats, probably the better matchup overall. Definitely the better matchup overall. So 1A, 1B, as you see fit. 
as we go to the middle pack, my guy of the day that I'm building almost every lineup around, and I will go to battle with him, and if he loses it for me, then he loses it for me, and I go on to the evening slate. And he should be chalky if anybody's been paying attention of late, but, you know, we've been using him, and he really hasn't been as chalky as he should be. I'm talking Aaron Nola, who has been outstanding his last three starts. Seven innings or more in all three. Zero, two, one or his earned runs. Eight, nine, eight or his Ks. So eight Ks or more, seven innings of, in each game. 32.8, 28.4, 30.9. against Pittsburgh at home, at Seattle, against St. Louis at home. Now he gets the San Diego Padres. The San Diego Padres, who are um, one of the worst teams in all of baseball in WOBA, ISO, WRC+, against right-handed pitching. Uh, they strike out almost 26% of the time against right-handed pitching. Nola is 20th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, getting barreled about 3% of the time, striking out almost 28% of the batters he's facing in those 30 days. 50% ground ball rate. Tons to love here. Padres' second lowest total on the slate at 375. Uh, lefties hit 317. Righties at dreadful 292. The ballpark's the only thing that scares me. Everything else is great. Uh, the Padres, they do have, they're like the Giants, they'll have a good game here and there. Um, hopefully, they had theirs a couple days ago against the Indians. I love Nola today, and I'll go through battle with him at $9,900. Next up in the price range, you look at uh, Jalice Chassin in that same matchup. I love Chassin at home. Let's just get that straight. The only reason why I'm looking at him is because this slate's that bad. So I might not use him at all. I'm throwing him out here as an option to you. Because nine home starts, he's averaging 19.3 points. Eight road starts, 4.3 points. He has been really good his last few starts. 21.9, 15 on the road at Chicago, 15.5. Back at home, 20.2, 24.8, 16.1. Those were all home starts. He's killing it at home. On the road, he has struggled. He pitched good at the White Sox early May for 17 points. It's pick your poison. He's facing the Phillies, who uh, strike out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. He strikes out about 20%. He has a great ground ball rate of about 53%, which I really like. That that gets my attention in a pitcher in a hitter's ballpark. You have to look at those kind of factors. And um, but then it gets interesting. You got Philadelphia. They are the uh, Fourth lowest total on the day slate at 4.25. But lefties are hitting 349, righties 294. They have a bad Woba, an okay ISO against Ryan pitching. Um, so you got that going for you. It's just the lefty 349 thing. The Phillies have a lot of really sneaky lefties in their lineup. They've put Nava in a lot leading off. You have uh, Galvis, the youngster Williams is there. Odubo Herrera, though he struggles, he's still there. Um, you know, Nap, the catcher. You put Blanco, if he does do that, he's not the greatest guy in the world, but he's there. There's there's options, is all I'm saying. And it makes a very, very interesting matchup there. But it's a good GPP angle if you want to go that route because he'll be very, very low-owned. I definitely have some lineups I built last night attacking Chassin. But the more I've looked into the slate, he's an option, a very risky option. But he is an option. Last guy in this range, my man, Michael Fires $7,500 at the Toronto Blue Jays in the Rogers Center. Oh, no. The ball flies out of there. It flies out of here the Houston Astros. It does do that. Toronto still didn't do too much last night. And you get Fires who, sure, this this run's been amazing. Just crazy what he's put together. But um, do you guys realize he has not given up a home run since May, like 31st or something? He's gone seven straight starts without giving up a home run. That is insanity. Mike Fires, the guy we used to basically say home run king. But that's how well he's pitching. Um, eventually, you know, that's not going to stay forever, obviously. But his hard contact rate down to 30%. His ground ball rate's almost 40, it's 49.2%. Um, the, the Blue Jays strike out 20.6% of the time versus righties. The last 30 days, Fires 25th best on the barrel. Fifth, getting barreled only one. 0.68% of the time. Alex Wood gets barreled 1.64. That's impressive stuff from Fires. He's striking out 26% of the batters he faces. His only downside right now is in the last 30 days, he's walking almost 13.5% of the guys he faces. Now, we know Toronto does have power. They have stuff that can scare you. Yeah, I know. I get it. They have a team total of 478. That's just, yeah. 
told you that win situation there's very intriguing if if they leave the roof open but um it makes for a very very interesting matchup he has been outstanding 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 uh in the last uh, since may 30th ground ball rate of almost 54 percent hard contact down at 26.7 uh he's just been great numbers that are, are relatable to like uh alex wood like i mentioned already in the in the barrel percentages Kluber, McCullers, it, it, it's crazy what he's been able to put together since dropping the slider and just pitching like a G. So, fires at 75 is very, very, very much on the radar. Just waiting for that other shoe to drop, but for now, we will target. Next up, we go to your, or in the middle, we'll, we'll rank them this way for you. I got Nola, Fires, Chassin. Nola's my guy overall on the entire slate. If you're not paying up for sure, but probably over them too, just as well, overall with that. Um, in your punt department. It gets dicey, as it always does in the punt department, but we're going to kick it off with Alberto Mejia, $6,800 at home against the Baltimore Orioles. Orioles bats woke up last night. Are they going to forever? Who knows? But in his last three starts against the Angels, 17.8, at Boston, 18.6, and at Cleveland, 19.1. Not a huge strikeout guy, as we know, but three earned, no earned, no earned, only one homer in those three games. Got to like what you're seeing with Mejia. He's facing a Baltimore Orioles team that, where'd my boy go? Strike out 25% of the time versus lefties. Like I mentioned, Mejia's only got a 19% K rate. On the seat, on the last 30 days, he is 19th worst on the barrel FIP leaderboard. That keeps dropping, though. He was way, way up there. He's getting barreled 4.2% of the time, striking out about 17%. He faces his downside, walking 10.6%. Never good. But... Um, for a punt, he makes for a very intriguing play. Also, because Baltimore, uh, we don't have a total in that game yet. Three eleven Woba, basically average and just slightly above average ISO of one fifty seven versus lefties. I'm not saying go all in on Mahia, but if you're looking for a punt, he's definitely in play. Another one in play, and this one's terrifying. This is if you want to just really roll the dice. Mahia's my top punt, but if you want to get weird, you got Julio Tehran at sixty seven hundred bucks. He's outside of SunTrust. At SunTrust, he's averaging three point nine points on, on road games, thirteen point nine. So you get about fourteen points on the road. Which at sixty seven hundred, you'd walk away. His last road start was at Oakland, who's been swinging with a lot of power. Six in the third, three hits, two earned, gave him one homer, but he struck out eight for twenty two point one points. Home start, home start, home start, home start. At Washington, as a road start prior to that, seven innings, six hits, two earned, three Ks, or yeah, three Ks for seventeen point six. Struggled at Cincy, then at LA, seventeen point five. Those are his last four road starts. He got you basically seventeen or more points in three of those four starts. He is facing the Nationals, which is terrifying. We have, uh, if you want to look at some BVP real quick, one Bryce Harper. We mentioned how good Freddie Freeman is against Strasburg. Bryce Harper, 16 for 36 for a 444 average. Seven, or no, he's got three doubles. So he has 13 other hits. Seven of those 13 other hits, home runs. Not good. Daniel Murphy, 8 for 25 for a 320 clip. Lobatone, if he catches, 7 for 18 with two homers, 389 clip. That's a cheap, cheap catcher if he cracks the lineup. Zimmerman's only batting a buck 89, but he's got two homers on him. Extremely risky. We know this with Tehran. It is terrifying. But uh, it's a punt play. You know, Washington strikes about 20% of the time versus righties. Last 30 days, 18th worst on the barrel FIP. Getting barreled almost six or 5.8% of the time. Striking out a little less than 16%. His K rates dramatically dropped this year. It's crazy. But uh, his hard contact rate as a whole still isn't that bad. It's less than 30%. Ground ball rate about 39 It is extremely dicey. Extremely, extremely dicey. Like, I'm... Not saying go crazy. 488 total for the Nats. Lefties 343. Righty's only 267. That's the part I'm liking for the fact that, you know, you do have Harper, Goodwin at the top of the order as a lefty bat, low baton. Uh, but as a, a whole, like Rendon, we'll see if Taylor's in. If not, Rayburn's playing for him because Taylor left with an injury a few nights ago. Um, Zimmerman, uh, as you go around, the, oh, you got JD Drew or Defoe, the lefty. I'm trying to go around the diamond in my head real quick, but. It's about 50-50, maybe five righties to four lefties, whatever it is. So as a punt play at 67, there is appeal. There's also the massive, terrifying nature of the Washington Nationals. So take your pick. If you want to attack terrifying offenses, 
Your last punt is Brent Suter of the Milwaukee Brewers at $5,000. The lefties heading into the Bronx. First start was that was against Baltimore. Six innings, four hits, no earned, eight Ks for 30.5 points. Facing a Yankees team that strikes out 23% of the time versus lefties. And uh, as we really get into it here, they have one of the highest totals. They have the highest day total for totals that are out at 5-3-8. Lefties 363, righties 315. Suter's mainly been a bullpen guy, but if you look at the Yankees, 314 Woba, which is barely above average, and or is barely average. It's barely staying average. Could be below average. And a barely above ISO of 160 versus lefties. Gary Sanchez actually hasn't hit lefties well at all, which means he'll play homer today. Um, he got the likes of uh, Aaron Judge, who crushes them. You never know, Todd Frazier. There's some interesting aspects to the lineup. Not Todd Frazier, Clint Frazier. But as a $5,000 punt, no one's going to play him. Just throwing that part out there. No one's going to play him. So under punts, I got Mejia, Taylor on Sutter. Your pitchers, Severino, Strasburg, Nola, Fires, Chassin, Mejia, Taylor on Sutter. Let's look at your position players at the catcher position. I mentioned Sanchez. He's 5K. He just doesn't hit lefties. If you want to pay for it, he can always run into one. You might get a lot of Milwaukee bullpen anyways. It's the risk you taking a GPP. Evan Gaddis, 3900 bucks against Marcus Stroman. Gaddis is definitely in play. The Astros are always in play. Gaddis averaging 11.4 his last 10 games. He doesn't play every day, which is frustrating. We had 25 points last night. Keep Gaddis in mind. Uh, as you go down some more, I'm targeting guys like Wilson Ramos, who continues to crush the baseball. He's facing Rick Porcello, who has been pitching batting practice of late. Uh, Ramos, since his return, he's 11 points last night, 25-0-21-16. That's his last five games. He had took him a couple games to get loose, but he's playing very, very well right now. Going against a guy like Porcello, that has massive appeal. I mentioned Andrew Knapp, the catcher for the Phillies, a switch hit and catcher, averaging about 7.3 points his last 10 games. Lefties versus Chassin, definitely on the agenda. If Gaddis doesn't start, Brian McCann at 33 is worth a look for the Ash throws. Steven Vogt, likely to get the start for Severino at 32. If you want to take that gamble, he's there. I, I don't know if it's a great short porch and right for lefties. Uh, t- Sandy Leone. I want to check this out really quick. Um, the Boston Red Sox have one of the lower totals on the slate at 4.45, but lefties 346, righties 327. If Sandy Leone cracks the lineup at 29, definitely worth a look in Boston. Um, as you go down, it just gets really big. Like if, if it's not Leon Vasquez, obviously worth the look for Boston as well. Matt Weeders, twenty hundred bucks, left-handed bat against Tehran. That's the guy I forgot. Lefty bat with Weeders at twenty hundred is not too bad at all. But I want Lobatone. I saw those numbers. I hope Dusty Baker. Well, never mind. I'm not going to finish that since Dusty Baker's a freaking moron most of the time. Um, and then the sneaky ones. If you're not playing Nola, you have the likes of uh, if Hector Sanchez is catching, he's twenty-two. Austin Hedges who double dogged yesterday. I always love Hedges. The fact he doubled Dong sucks because not everyone's going to remember him. But he's only 21, or Torrens is 2K. So the three possible Padres catchers are super cheap if you're not using Nola. Going to first base, you got Justin Smoke, 47 versus Fires. If you're fading Fires, he's going to get blown up one of these days. Smoke can easily take him deep. Uh, I love Lomo today. Lomo at 46 versus Porcello. That's just a recipe for disaster, the way Porcello's pitching. It's just... Definitely not Cy Young-like. Uh, Tampa Bay's team totals 4-5-5. Lefties 291, righties 318 versus Porcello. And we know how they just crush everything. Uh, Lucas Duda, if you're targeting Adam Wainwright, lefties are hitting 363. Or no, that's, that's... If you're targeting Cardinals bats, lefties 363, righties 321 off Wheeler. If you're targeting Wainwright, lefties 356, righties 324 against Waino. So Lucas Duda, who has been kind of quiet of late, very quiet of late. Um, he's only 4K if you want to roll those dice on a smaller slate. Zimmerman, 4K versus Tehran, I get. Kendrick Morales, 3,900 versus Fires with the upside play. Eric Thames, he loves to um, make it, you know, he's hit or miss. But he's 3,900 versus Severino on that short porch. I'm not saying run to him by any means. A couple guys I like a lot. Hanley Ramirez at 39. He's been swinging a good stick. He went deep yesterday. He's averaging 10.6 points his last 10. He's a nice cheaper option from the top. And then Trey Mancini, he's 38. He's swinging it well the last few games. He's facing Mejia today if you're uh, 
not using Mejia as a punt. Trey is in play. But Matt Carpenter versus Wheeler. The lefties against Wheeler. Carpenter, 3800 bucks. Definitely worth a look in that matchup. like that a lot. If you want to go real GPP, uh, Minnesota versus Wade Miley is definitely in play. When you're looking at guys like Wade Miley, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, da, da, da. Lefties, 284, but righties, 360 off Miley. Kenneth Vargas, first baseman for the Twins. Switch hitter. 3700 bucks. lots of power versus left-handed pitching. So he's a sneaky GPP option. Yuli Gurriel's been swinging a hot bat. He's 37. I love Freddie Freeman again today. He's first base, third base. If you want to value third baseman, use him there. Get a different first baseman. I, that's what I've done in most of my lineups. Uh, he's 3700 Mentioned his history versus Strasburg. Uh, I liked him as a punt against uh, Scherzer yesterday. He went deep. Had an RBI single also. He had a nice, nice game. Um, and he's swinging it well. Yeah, 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 23 points last night since his return from the DL. 23-16-6. Oh, and three. So, yeah, I think he's feeling okay. Interesting matchup for Strasburg, no doubt about it, but tons of upside. If Adam Lynn cl- cracks the lineup against instead of Zimmerman, which would be smart by Dusty, it makes Tehran even sc- like a scarier play, but makes Lynn at 3,600 very much in play against a guy like Tehran. Matt Adams, 34, versus Strasburg, mentioned his minor history. Mitch Moreland at 31 has some serious upside against Cobb. Moreland's not as hot as he once was, but there is upside there. Our boy Choi went deep last night. He's a lefty. Not sure if he'll be in the lineup against Sutter. He crushes righties. Lefties, not so much. But again, I think he'll get a lot of Milwaukee bullpen potentially if you want to punt at 3K. Jose Martinez, our first base outfield power option for St. Louis. It's all or nothing lately with him, but he's 2,900. If you need a punt, probably in the outfield, not in the infield. Luke Voigt, right-handed bat for St. Louis. He's 2,500 uh, with some power upside as well. So some decent guys below 4K, a couple below 3 if you're looking that direction. Second base, Jose Altuve, 51, is always in play. The guy is just on fire. 11 points last night, averaging 15-6 his last 10. Daniel Murphy is left-handed bat versus Tehran at 48. outstanding. Scope at 42 versus Mejia is not bad. I love Dozier. If you're not paying up for Murphy or Altuve, Dozier at 3,900 versus Miley is a great play. Great, great play. Mention Pedroia's history versus Odorizzi. He only put up 21 points last night. That's not bad. Averaging 12.1 his last 10. He's 39 versus Cobb. If you think that stays running, I'd pay for Dozier instead, but I have no problem with Pedroia. Uh, Brad Miller's back. Off the DL, he's 36 versus Porcello. That sneaky power upside from the second base position, only 3,600 bucks. He had 14 points last night. Sneaky play versus Porcello. As Drew Cabrera at 35, second base shortstop, like his power upside versus Wayno. There's tons of bats to target today. Tons. That's why the pitching's so suspect. But if you want to pay up for at least one or you want to go Nolan and someone else, you can get a lot of bats. Or if you go fires and below, you can get every bat you want. So these are options you have. As you go down some more, it does get a little bleaker here at second base since Perel is now only outfield eligible, which pissed me off. But like Wilmer Defoe for Washington, he's second base shortstop. He's 29 if he cracks the lineup. Um, Airy Adrian's a switch hitter at 27 if he cracks the lineup. Other than that, nothing really to like down here. Heading over to third base, Miggy Sano is outstanding at 4,600 versus Wade Miley. That is a phenomenal play. Marvin Gonzalez's price keeps going up, but he keeps producing as that offense is on fire. He's third base outfield eligible. He's 4,400 if you want to go there. Rendon, 41. Travis Shaw, 4K, trying to run into one against Severino. Machado, I tell you, he's going to get going, boys. And he only doubled on last night. Four hits, four ribbies, 38 points. He's still only 3900 bucks versus Mejia. It sucks. You can only have one between Sano and Machado, and he's a really solid play there. Uh, Jed Jericho, lots of power versus righties. He's 39, if you want to go a little off the radar. Bregman continues to rake for Houston. Another double last night. He's $3,700. You know, a mid-price guy with some upside on that offense. Longo, 37 is not bad. There's Freeman, like I mentioned, first base, third base, eligible at 37. You can save a lot of cash at third base and have a tremendous upside in a GPP. Uh, Devin Barrero, he's swinging it well. They moved him up in the order. Um, he's 3,600 bucks against Cobb. That sounds weird to say he's swinging well, but he's swinging it pretty darn good. Um, Ronald Torres of the Yankees. If you're fading Suter, he's, um, 
third base shortstop eligible at 3,500. That's a little steep for me. I like him as a punt play, but GPP-wise, he could be in play for you. Corey Spangenberg, if you are fading Nola, he's third base outfield eligible at 33. There is definite upside in that matchup there. Uh, but I, I love Nola. The guy's been outstanding. The, the other shoe will drop eventually because he's been pretty lucky if you look at his peripherals over that stretch, but there is upside. Um, we look at Sue Wee Lin. He's third base shortstop eligible. Our boys, 2,300. I'll use him a lot at shortstop again as a punt at 2,300 bucks. He was 2,500 yesterday. Average got you seven points. He's averaging 7.4 points his last 10 games. He's been so cheap. Like he's almost overtook the riddle mantle for us. I can never quit riddle. But Lynn, I've been playing him a lot lately because he just punts and he gets gets me five plus points and I move on. At shortstop, we got Carlos Correa at 4,900. Didi Gregorius, 46, crushes lefties. Crushes them. Uh, Aletimus Diaz is no. As Drupal Cabrera's 35, which I mentioned earlier, I do like. Freddie Galvis at 35 against Chassin, I like a lot if you're fading Chassin. Jose Reyes, is one of my top uh, low, low end plays at shortstop. He's third base shortstop eligible. He's only 3,200. Lefties versus Wayno is definitely a thing. He had 23 points last night, averaging almost nine points a game his last 10. Reyes is swinging a really, really good bat when he's 3,200 bucks. Paul DeJong, I mention him all the time. He's second base shortstop eligible. The power is insane. 22 points last night. He went deep again. He's facing Wheeler. He's only $3,100. Definite upside with DeJong there. Uh, Wilmer Defoe, 29. Steven Drew, 28. Whoever's playing shortstop for the Nats, if you want to punt down there and fade Teheron, no problem with that at all. Mentioned Adrianza. Dansby Swanson, 27. I'd probably go somewhere else. Echeverria is 25. Versus Por- Porcello, if you want to punt down there. And then I mentioned Lynn is 2300 bucks against uh, Alex Cobb. I love the Lynn play every day. Even if he gets the goose egg, he's 2300 bucks. What he opens up for you, even if you pay up for two stud pitchers, he opens up so much in the bats. It's crazy. Heading to the outfield, you got Judge at 56, who absolutely crushes lefties. Suter makes for a very interesting play because the Yankees as a whole have struggled against lefties, especially like the last month or so, which is crazy to think about. They really have struggled tremendously against lefties. But when you're looking at um, Aaron Judge at home versus a lefty this season, 543 Woba, 370i, so almost a 58% hard hit hit rate. Uh, obviously, it's a small sample in uh, just this season at home, but that is in crazy numbers versus lefties. Mention Bryce Harper versus Tehran at 55. That's outstanding. George Springer, 46 more fantasy points last night as he doubled on. He has five homers his last 10 games. Averaging 19 DraftKings points his last 10 games. He's 5400 bucks. Mookie Betts at 51 and Ben Intendi at 47. Both very nice looks. Uh, Brett Gardner continues to struggle, but he's got so much upside. He's 46. A guy I like. He keeps getting overlooked. Uh, part of that Astros action, Josh Reddick's 4400 bucks. 11 more points yesterday. He's averaging 12.5 points his last 10 games. He's definitely in play. Mention Marvin Gonzalez. Tommy Pham's 43 with some power. The Trumbo, Trumbomb, 4200 bucks versus Mejia. Don't mind that. The lefty bat of Dexter Fowler, he went deep off to Grom yesterday. He's 4200 versus Wheeler. Cardinals definitely in play, folks. The Grandy Man, 41 versus Wayno, is not bad at all. Malik Smith leading off for Tampa, 41 versus Barcelo. I can get behind that. As you go down some more, Corey Dickerson, 3900 bucks versus Barcelo, might be the dumbest price on your day slate. Sure, he's, you could say, slumping. He's averaging five points his last 10 games. But that bat against Porcello at 3900 bucks is a lot of value. Benjamin Mancini at 38. Jackie Bradley Jr., 3800 bucks. He went deep yesterday. At, got 18 points last night. He's averaging almost 11 points his last 10 games. He's only 3800 bucks. Brian Goodwin likely leading and offers Tehran at 38. Has a lot of upside in that matchup. Beltran at 37, Bruce versus Wayno at 37. I like a lot. Remember, lefties versus Wayno, the power of Bruce. That has a lot of upside. Goes to Suspettis versus Wayno if you want at 36. Uh, Manny Margot, 36 versus Nola if you're fading Nola. Adam Jones, 35 versus Mejia. A lower priced option, Daniel Nava. He's 3,500. Switch hitter versus Chassin. He's leading off a lot. There's upside there at 3,500. If you're fading Nola, Renfro at 35 has got the power upside. Nick Williams is one of their top prospects for the Phillies. He's left-handed. Hasn't done a ton since coming up, but he does have a ton of power. Eventually, it's going to wake up. Maybe it's today versus Chassin at 3,500. 
As you go down some more, like Steven Piscotti's 34, some upside. Ender and Ciarte, 34 versus Strasburg if you're in fade mode. Joey Ricard, he's likely leading off versus Mejia. He leads off versus lefties most days for the Baltimore Orioles. He's $3,300. Jose Perella versus Nola, he's $3,300. I hate he's outfield only. But if you need him, he's $3,300. Spangenberg, $3,300 as well. Matt Kemp, $3,300. Randall Gritchick, his power is tremendous. He's $3,200. Went deep last night. Averaging almost eight points his last 10 games. He has three homers in those 10 games. Uh, he's only patting a buck 89, though, so it's all or nothing with him. But he's 3200 bucks GPP upside. As you go down some more, you got like Odebel Herrera at 32, Marquecas 31. I mentioned Choi already at 3K. Jose Martinez, I mentioned at 2900. Clint Frazier, 2900. He batted six last night. He's facing a lefty. That's got some big boy upside. I like Clint at 2900 as a nice punt option if you're punting at the outfield position, which is tough to do. But as you go down some more, it really doesn't have much to offer down here in the lower ranges. So there you have it, your seven-game slate. We went or we went really long on that. But um, you have Strasburg at 12-5, Severino 11-5, 1A1B, Nola Fires, Chassin in the middle, Mejia Tehran Shutter at the uh, bottom end of things. When you're fading, you're like, I love... Orioles versus Mejia, I totally get. No problem there. Like Machado and company. Twins versus Miley. The right is in 360. Sano and Dozier, one-two punch. Boom. Um, as you go down some more, you got the likes of uh, the Yankees versus Suter. Left, you know, if you want to go that route. I mentioned how some are hitting lefties well. Some aren't, so be careful, but I like it. Um, a little farther down, you got like Cardinals versus Wheeler. 495 total lefties, 363. I love Nationals. Lefties hit 343 off Tehran. So keep them in mind. Mets, three, lefties hit 356 off Wainwright. So it might not be the best stacking slate. Might be a, bet, a good, again, you know, one, two man stacks, just home run upside plays in those matchups. All right, let's get to your evening slate. Eight games of action. Pitching is horrific. And you're let off at the top with Jeff Samarja at 94. $100 Samarja has been outstanding. We talk about it. People just keep overlooking this guy. Um, last time out, 20 DraftKings points, six innings, two hits, five Ks. He doesn't light the world on fire, but three straight starts of 20 or more, essentially. Um, really good stuff. K upside is tremendous with him when he's on the mound. He's facing a uh, Miami team. Strikes out 20.4% of the time versus righties. He's not walking anybody. Swinging strike rate around 11%. Very low hard contact rate. The last 30 days, he's 8th best on the barrel FIP at 2.33% uh, barrels. Getting striking out on almost 22% he faces. Again, walking nobody. So Samarja at 94, definitely on the radar. He's a heavy favorite in that matchup versus that youngster O'Grady, which we talked about. Uh, next up, Arietta 84. You're going to have to pick your poisons here. Decent pitching environment in Wrigley today. Uh, last time out, seven innings, one hit, no earned, six Ks at pitcher or hitter friendly Cincinnati for 30 DraftKings points. He struggled out Washington, but pitched great at Miami. He's pitched really well of late uh, at Pittsburgh, four and two thirds, four hits, two earned, seven Ks for 16.3. You're just looking for uh, quality starts tonight on this slate. Pittsburgh strikes out about 19% of time versus righties. Uh, Arietta, 24% K rate, ground ball rate about 44%. Interesting options with Arietta in this one. So up top, I got Samarja as a clear number one, Arietta number two. Middle pack, it gets real dicey. You can, if you want to use a Coors pitcher, do it at your own peril. You have Verlander at 80, or not, no, Quintana at 81. He's pitched really well of late, but you're in Coors. And then Jeff Hoffman, who I'd pick over Quintana, he's 7,900 bucks. He's actually pitched pretty well at home this year for a Coors deal. He's still only averaging like eight points at home, 27.5 on the road. His last home start, seven innings, four hits, three earned, four Ks against Cincinnati for 17.6. Prior start to that was against Arizona, 11, minus 11.8. It's just so hard to use Colorado pitchers. That's why I usually don't recommend them. So I go up to Ian Kennedy, 7300 bucks at the Dodgers. That's how bad this slate is when I'm recommending Ian Kennedy. But he's been good of late. He's been extremely lucky. If you look at his uh, overall peripherals, 
Um, where was that one? And I had it right here a second ago. Um, he's got the lowest BABIP in baseball, a 205. Fly ball rate around 50%. Uh, against lefties, it's even higher. Hard contact rate about 38%. Even higher versus lefties. Scary matchup against the Dodgers. We know the Dodgers can um, hit left or hit righties extremely well. They have a lot of good lefties in that lineup. Last time out at Seattle, 27.4. He has 22 or more points in three of his last four starts. He has pitched really, really well. He's an extreme fly ball pitcher in a decent pitcher's park. It is going to be hot. Ball should be flying out a little more, so keep that in mind. But with Kennedy facing a Dodgers team that still strikes out 23% of the time versus righties, He's striking out a little over 20% he faces. He walks a little too many, but um, he's been lucky. But you're looking for more luck. Dodgers, 496 total, but lefty's only 312, righty's 309. It's, you know, can he get a few strikeouts, limit the damage to like two or three runs? If he can do that kind of stuff, you have stuff in play. So Kennedy at 73, definitely worth a look. After Ian Kennedy, we take our plunge to Taiwan Walker, who I might like a little more than Ian Kennedy, but... He's pitching at Chase Field tonight, which is terrifying against a Reds team that can hit right. He's extremely well with a lot of power. But Taiwan has been really good since his return. His last three or four starts, 21 or more points. Um, one was even at Colorado. Last one was at home against Colorado. He does have tremendous strikeout upside against a Reds team. He strikes out almost 21% of the time versus righties. Taiwan strikes out a little over 20%. Ground ball rate of 49%, which we love. The hard contact is scary. Um, Reds do have... One of the lower totals on the evening slate at 434, lefties 310, righties 326. But I mentioned that tremendous power of the Reds versus right handed pitching. It's scary, but at 7K, there is a ton of upside with Taiwan Walker, but the downside is right there. Um, so I got Kennedy and Walker one and two. Um, Walker probably one, Kennedy number two. As you go down below, Brandon McCarthy makes uh, his next start. He's 6,900 at home against those Royals. Royals swinging really good bats. McCarthy, uh, not the best start his last time out. A little banged up against Colorado. Had to leave early, but made a bullpen session. Looked good. Or simulated game, they say, and looked good. He was getting up to around 90 pitches, so he gets you five or six innings. Uh, it's a risky play because you don't know how far he's going to go, but at least he's 6,900 and not like 8,800. Um and again, the slate's bad. Royals strike out about 21% of the time versus righties. McCarthy got about 20% K rate. Extremely good ground ball rate. Low hard contact rate. McCarthy was pitching really, really well before his injury started kicking up. Kansas City does have the lowest total on the evening slate at 4.04. Lefties 275. Righties 271 versus McCarthy. I love McCarthy at 69. You just cross your fingers that he gets you five, hopefully six innings. And at that price, at uh, 6900 bucks, tremendous for McCarthy. Andrew Moore, the Seattle Mariners, the right-handed pitcher, has made two starts. He's 6300 bucks. He's gone eight innings and seven innings in those two starts at home against Kansas City and Detroit. Three earned runs in both, four Ks in both, 17 and 18.2 DraftKings points. On a slate like this against an, uh, an A's team, we know that can hit the ball really well. I'm definitely rolling with, with Moore. A strikeout over 25% of the time, which is a thing you have to love. It's a low ground ball rate for Moore, which is a little scary against an Oakland team. But um, they have a total of only 4.46. Lots to like when it comes to Moore as a punt at 63. Risk-reward is definitely there. And the last one is an extreme risk but has upside. Luis Castillo, 5,900 at Arizona. I hate him in Chase Field. But even at Colorado, he got you 15 points in five and two-thirds. Four earned eight Ks his last time out. 14.8, 22, 11.3 or his three starts. His last two starts, eight and nine strikeouts. The kid throws an outstanding fastball, like tons of velo on it. Really good strikeout stuff. It's terrifying in that ballpark, but uh, we talked about how Arizona struggled on their road trip. They came back last night and sure they scored six runs, but they really didn't look that good, especially their big bats. Goldie went deep, but uh, Lamb still, he looks lost right now. I think he's a great play again today. You keep targeting him, but he looked lost. Um, it was like the bottom part of their Drury and company that did the damage. So I don't know. Arizona, we know they can erupt at any time in that ballpark. But I think there's a lot of upside with Castillo. Arizona strikes out almost 23% of the time versus righties. Castillo, small samples, but he has a good ground ball rate, outstanding swinging strike rate, really good K rate. 
Arizona's got a high team total of five five one six. Tons of power. It's a really risky play, but fifty nine hundred bucks. Uh, one that I'll definitely take a look at. The evening slate of the whole, I'm just not a fan of. But when you look at the lower end pitching, McCarthy, Moore, Castillo in that order. So you got Samarja, Arietta, Walker, Kennedy, McCarthy, Moore, Castillo as your pitchers. Let's take a quick glance at your hitters at the catcher's position. Buster Posey versus O'Grady. Oh, yeah, I told you I was going to give you the O'Grady stats. Um, in AAA this year, he has a K per nine of almost nine. He's got an ERA of 3.29. If you get to the advanced stats down here, so 25% K rate. He came over from the Mar- or he is a Mar- came over from the Angels last year. But he has a 25% K rate, walk rate of about 7%. Uh, BABIP's really low. If you look at ground ball rate, 42%. Fly ball rate, 42%. Uh, in his career, he's been a decent K guy his whole career. So there might be some upside with O'Grady. Problem is, none of the DraftKings slate. But if you're targeting him, is why we were looking into that. Posey at 43 is always in play. Wilson Contreras, 42 versus Nova is not shabby at all. Alex Avila versus Clevenger. I like Clevenger a lot. If you want to roll the dice versus Detroit, you can. That's a guy I did not mention. But his K upside is tremendous. Just Detroit's bats are also scary. But Clevenger does have upside if you want to use him. I didn't mention him at all, but I'm. He does have tremendous upside. But Avila at 38, definitely in play. Robinson Trino's power upside at 37 is in play. Grandal at 37 is in play. All praying for home runs with those guys. As you go down, though, you have the likes of um, Chris Herman versus Castillo at 34, which is not bad at all. Uh, Bruce Maxwell, 3,200, catching for Oakland against Moore, which I like quite a bit. As you know, my Maxwell love is running deep. Um, as you keep going down, you have the likes of uh, Tom Murphy versus Quintana in Coors at 3K. Uh, Kevin Smith versus Hawkman at 2,900 if he cracks the line. Coors catchers are below 3K. So keep, whoever's catching in those games, keep an eye out. Mathis got the start for Arizona last night. He's 2,500. He's always a decent punt if you really want to punt catcher. He got you an RBI double, I think, last night too, so not bad there. First base, got Goldie at 55. He went deep last night. Votto at 54. He went deep. I loved him last night. He wasn't off of Granky, but he did still go deep. He's definitely in play at 54, as the total in that game is tremendous. I believe I said it was 11, just like Coors. Same total as Coors. Uh, Edwin versus Verlander. Verlander, like a third of his runs this year, I was reading, have been given up to the Indians. The Indians have crushed him. I guess like 54 runs or something. So... Indians are a very nice stack today. You got Edwin's 5,100. Rizzo, 48 versus Nova. Lefties are hitting Nova extremely well. Rizzo's been kind of quiet lately, but not a bad play there. Abreu and Coors at 46. Hosmer versus McCarthy at 45 is not horrible. Reynolds versus the lefty and Coors at 45 is very intriguing. Brandon Belt, 45. Yonder Alonso, 43, has got some tremendous upside. Cody Bellinger, I mentioned how lefties have been smoking Kennedy. Bellinger's 4,200. Price tag is dropping. I'll hop on that train. Mentioned Avila. You got... Uh, what else we got here? Miggy Cabrera is 3600 bucks. Still too cheap, guys. I don't care who he's facing. Way too freaking cheap with Miggy Cabrera at 36 You have to take advantage of some of these value plays. Uh, Louis Valbueno, power upside in uh, hitters. Paul Park in Texas against Ross at 32 Ryan Healy's only 32 versus Moore, which I like a ton. He's first base, third base eligible uh, if you want to go that direction. And then as you go down, that's about it. So Healy at 32 is as low as I would go. As you head to second base, you got Jose Ramirez at 53. He's always in play. Robbie Cano at 47 is outstanding. Ian Happ at 45. Second base outfit eligible versus Nova, that left-handed bat. Very, very nice. Scooter Jeanette, 45 versus Walker is in play. So 45 and above, all really good targets there. Drop down to Rubio Dort. He is on fire, folks. I can't say it enough. He went deep again last night. He's 4,200 bucks, averaging 12.5 points his last 10 games. He's got Chavez, who loves to just get crushed at times. Uh, Texas stack, again, is in play, and Rubio Dort should be a part of it. Whit Merrifield, 42, is not bad. You got LeMahieu versus Quintana at 41. LeMahieu went deep yesterday, which I like a lot. Jed Lowry at 39, nice cheaper tag. These A's are going to be cheap yet again. It's amazing how cheap they are night in and night out, and they're so productive. Yomer Sanchez and Coors at 38, I don't mind that at all. That's a nice looking play. 
As you go down some more, you got uh, Brandon Drury. He had a good game last night. He's 36 if you want to roll those dice again. Alan Hansen, second base outfit eligible, led off for the White Sox last night in Coors. He's leading off again. He's 3,600. Kipnis, nice game last night. Um, and his price tag dropped 100 bucks. He's 3,500 versus Verlander. Definitely in play. As you go down some more, you got like Kinsler's only 33 versus Clevenger. That's ridiculous. I know he's kind of slumping, but the upside is huge. Again, I like Clevenger, but sometimes you look at prices, and if you're not using that pitcher, you got to look at the upside in a GPP because what else can you build around it? Third base, again, Ramirez, 5,300. Jake Lamb's 53 in a good spot. You got Arenado in Coors. First Quintana at 49. Arenado had a big game last night. Crush Bryant, 57. Beltre, 46. I like that a lot versus Chavez. Justin Turner, 45. Is definitely in play. Hustakas, 43 versus McCarthy. It's very tempting in that matchup. The Todd Father's only 41, which is really cheap for Coors. I'm sorry. Really cheap for his upside. You got uh, Eugenio Suarez, 37. If Matt Davidson cracks the lineup for the White Sox, he's 37. With no DH, you never know. So you go down some more. You got like Martin Prado, 33 versus Samarja if you want to punt fade. I mentioned Valbuena and Healy are both 32. I like those quite a bit. Uh, Healy way more than Valbuena if you're, if you're punting. There's other options higher that I really like. Um, and then like Jay Gwyn Huang for the Giants facing O'Grady. He's only 2,600 if you want to face fade the youngster with a punt. There is upside with Huang. Going over to shortstop. Gene Segura, 5K, is yes, in play. Corey Seager, 47, yes, he's in play. Anderson Simmons, 44, is not bad. Chris Owens at 42 is not bad. He had an okay game last night. Francisco Lindor, he's the fifth-priced shortstop down at 4100 bucks. I love Lindor. He's probably my top option if you don't want to pay for Segura. Trevor Story, 4K versus the lefty in Coors. Um, Tim Anderson went deep last night. He's still only 3500 against Hoffman. In Coors, I don't mind Anderson as a shortstop play. Cattell Marte didn't play last night. He's 3,400. He's swinging a good stick. I really wish they'd get him in there. Jerickson Profar, he was batting eighth last night. He's swinging an okay stick, nothing special. But he's 3,300. He's out for the shortstop eligible. Marcus Simeon's back. He's 3,300. I like that quite a bit. Run in, power, everything you're looking for. B Cross, 33 against O'Grady. I'd probably pay for Simeon instead, but that's just me. Oh, great. Because just because Cross struggling, but oh, great. I see the point. JT Riddle, 2,700 versus Samarja as our punter there. Let's head to the outfield and wrap her up. And we will kick it off with our big dogs. Charlie Blackman and Coors at 54. He went deep last night. He's obviously in play. Carlos Gomez hits righties better than lefties this year, and he hits at home way better than on the road. He's 4,900 bucks. Definitely in play again tonight after his giant goose egg last night. Marcelo Zuna had a big night last night. He's 48. Nelly Cruz had a huge game yesterday. He's 47 tonight. Adam Duvall, 47, is definitely in play. Kutch, not bad at 46. Stanton had a big night last night. He's 46. These guys are all cheaper against Matt Moore. That's hilarious. I mentioned Ian Happ. Shinsu Chu at 45, I like quite a bit. K with the Chris Davis power upside at 45. Walker, I mean, Scooter Jeanette at 45 is not bad. Melky Cabrera and Coors are only 45. I like that quite a bit. Uh, you got Jay up, 44 versus Clevenger. Mazzara, he went deep last night, 4,300 again in play tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. You got J.D. Martinez at 42 versus Clevenger. Ben Gamble, not a bad play in Seattle at uh, 4,200 versus Smith. Mentioned Chris Owens. Bellinger's only 42. That's just too cheap. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't care if he's slumping. 4,200 for Bellinger is just way too cheap. He is slumping. I get it. But, man, that's too cheap. Denard Spann's only 4,100. He went deep last night. He's in play. Chisholm Hall at 4,100 is phenomenal. That price, he just doesn't get respect. The guy continues to rake. 19 more points last night. He's averaging 19 in his last 10 games. He's in play at 41. Definitely in play there. As we keep going down the list, um, we got like Gregor Blanco's 4K. David Peralta, I'd play over Blanco for the power upside. He's 4K. That's not bad. Yeah, Billy Hamilton and Shebler at both 4K. I like both of them quite a bit. Uh, Shebler went deep last night and late in the game. Yellick is 4K versus Smarge. If you're fading Shark, Yellick is a very sneaky GPP play. Jock Jams, 39 versus Kennedy with the power upside. Matt Joyce leading off for the A's at 38. I like that quite a bit for some value. 
Uh, Cole Calhoun, 38 versus Ross in that ballpark, has a sneaky GPP upside. Uh, Willie Garcia, if Adam Mingle, if they crack the lineup for the White Sox, they're 37 versus Hoffman. Gregory Polanco, 36, with some upside, but not the greatest. Mentioned Alan Hansen, who was leading off last night for the White Sox, he's 36. Jason Hayward, a lefty bat versus Nova at 35 for GPP attention. Bradley Zimmer went deep yesterday, continues to hit the baseball. He's 3400 bucks, 22 points last night. Good-looking ball player, that Bradley Zimmer. As you go down some more, you got like Adam Frazier, 34, versus Arietta. Uh, I mentioned Chris Herman. He's 3400 versus Castillo. It gets dicey if you want to roll the dice with Kyle Schwarber. He's 3,300. He is back. He had seven points yesterday in his second game back. Um, he's a lefty versus Nova, so we know the lefties versus Nova. There you go. Mention Profar at 33. Um, so you go down. It's been pretty bleak on the bottom end here the uh, last few days. But, uh, yeah, I'm still not seeing it. I looked at it last night and see I'm double-checking to see if I had missed anything, and I'm still not seeing much. Yeah, check the lineups and see if anything comes out in the bottom end. But, like, below Schwarber, I'm really not seeing much at all to target with the bats. So there you have it. Sorry this was a long one, but uh, there was a lot to talk about in both slates. You're pitching against Samarja, Arietta up top, Walker, Kennedy in the middle, then McCarthy, Moore, Castillo down below. You have um, stacking-wise, you're looking, you know, you can go Giants versus O'Grady if you want. Uh, no problem with the Cubs versus Nova. Lefties 342 off Nova. Rangers versus Chavez, I love. 579 total, highest so far on the evening slate. Lefties 329, righties 344 off Chavez. You got Coors in play, Rockies against Quintana. Lefties 277, righties 309, so beware there, but it is Coors. Then White Sox versus Hoffman, lefties 279, righties 365 versus Hoffman. Angels versus Tyson Ross is sneaky, 521 total. Uh, 302 for lefties, 337 for righties versus Ross. D-backs versus Castillo, I like a lot. Small sample, but lefties 321, righties 445 versus Castillo. Indians versus Verlander, that's the one. 507 total, they've owned him this year, so keep that in mind. And Verlander has struggled a lot on the road. Two factors to keep in mind. Then you can mix and match throughout the rest. The pitching is pretty much bad all across the slate, so there's a lot to like in those matchups. Quick, quick, quick BVP looks. I've had a couple more people keep hitting me up saying, can you read it over? Even if it's not relevant, please read it over so we can have an idea. So I mentioned Harper earlier, like Lobaton, Murphy, that matchup. Freeman, Adams, Kemp, Marcakis type stuff. But Freeman, Strasburg, the big takeaways from that game. Uh, For Wainwright, Jay Bruce, 12 for 41 for a 293 average of two doubles and two homers. And he's cheap. He was 3,700. Against Porcello, uh, yeah, Brad Miller, he's only 7 for 26 for a 269 clip, but I mentioned he's back at second base. He was cheap. I think it was like 3,200. And of those seven hits, four have been home runs. Logan Morrison, 10 for 27, three doubles and a homer for a 370 clip. Longo is 13 for 50. It's only a 260 average. We've got five doubles, two homers. Seen him a ton. C. Dick batting 320 and 25 at bats with four doubles and a homer. Five of his eight hits have been extra bases. Telling you that Rays, Rays are definitely in play. And that C-Dick, 3900 bucks, way too cheap. As you go down some more, the Indians versus Verlander. Here you go. Jose Ramirez, 11 for 25, three doubles, two homers, 440 average. Chisholm Hall, who I told you was too cheap, 15 for 44, three doubles, a homer. I mean, three doubles, a triple, three homers. So seven extra base hits, batting 341. Lindor, 9 for 26 with a double, triple, and a homer for 346. Jan Gomes is in 3 for 38 with three doubles. Um, Brantley, 21 for 73 with a double and a triple, a 288 average. The Indians love facing Verlander. Edwin doesn't have the best average against him, but he's even taken him deep twice. So, yeah, keep that in mind with your tribe. You go down to, like, McCutcheon versus Arietta. It's only a 244 clip, but he's seen him 45 times. Got four doubles. So you go down some more. Um, the Dodgers versus Ian Kennedy. Justin Turner's eight for 16 with four doubles. You got Utley six for 17 with a homer and a double. So not the biggest samples, but you got those. Alex Gordon versus McCarthy. Small samples. I wouldn't even care about those. 
Uh, Rugio Dorse, very small sample, but against Jesse Chavez, 5 for 11 with two doubles and two homers. So four of his five hits, extra bases. Carlos Gomez, 5 for 13, three doubles against him. Napoli's taking him deep. So some nice stuff with Texas, as we expected. Uh, as you go down some more, not too much. Yeah, nothing really the rest of the way. So there you have it. You have a seven-game early, eight-game evening slate. Pretty decent pitching, okay pitching early, not good at all late. Um, pick your poisons. Good luck today. Don't forget to check out the Real Josh D's NASCAR preview of the Quaker State 400. That goes later tonight. We have UFC 213 tonight. Check out the preview pod with myself, Doc, and Seawalk Betts who joined us this week. But more importantly, good luck today. Hit me up on Twitter, at BDNTrip, with any questions. Uh, check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Good luck today on your two slates. Hope the screens are green, and I'll catch you guys on Monday. I'm out.